0: That's WISE, W-I-S-E dot com. WISE dot com.
1: Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him. The sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yields, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB.
0: MVB? B? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks banking services provided by Green Bank, member FDIC. Only funds in envelopes are an APY. APY can change at any time.
2: A few weeks ago, the Black Lives Matter protests were basically anywhere you looked in the United States. But in Portland, Oregon, they never really stopped. And then something happened there that a lot of other cities didn't experience at all. Federal agents in Full camo fatigues showed up and started throwing people in unmarked minivans. Oregon Public Broadcasting has been covering this story. I spoke with OPB's Conrad Wilson this morning. For weeks, the Portland
1: Police Bureau has been policing these protests, and they were policing them really aggressively. But the federal government started to get involved really around the 4th of July. We saw a pretty big night where basically federal law enforcement came out of the courthouse and really like cleared protesters through the city. They went several blocks away from the federal courthouse. Their stated mission here, right, has been to protect federal property and personnel. We took note of the fact that here you have federal law enforcement that are you know blocks into the city, blocks away from federal property. They claimed they were going from one federal property to another. But, you know, our reporters on the ground were seeing other things. You know, I mean, it was like they were they were using pretty aggressive crowd control tactics. Who exactly are these federal law
2: enforcement members? Where do they come from?
1: It's members of the U.S. Marshals Service. There's a special operations team with the U.S. Marshals Service that's come here. And it's also been heavily Department of Homeland Security personnel. There have been members of Customs and Border Protection. There's a a group called BORTAC that does a lot of work on the border. Um, Pretty controversial group. There have been members of a special uh, ICE unit, like a special operations ICE unit that have been here protecting, they say, the federal courthouse. This all happened after President Trump signed an executive order in late June.
0: Now they're looking at Jesus Christ. They're looking at George Washington. They're
1: looking at Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not as long as I'm here.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people took that very seriously, but there was a there there, huh?
1: Yeah, well, I guess, you know, there there was. Uh, and there was a part of it that was like clamping down on criminal activity That's sort of what has put so many federal law enforcement officers in Portland. That's what's gotten so much attention here. The idea that Trump is sort of sending federal law enforcement here and that they're behaving how they're behaving, using tear gas, um, using crowd control devices. Uh, There was a really kind of seminal moment last weekend where a protester was hit in the head by uh, a member of the U.S. Marshals Service. Labella seems to be improving. He's no longer critical and is instead listed in serious condition today. But his mother told me it's still unclear how his injuries will impact his vision or if there's any brain trauma. And, I mean, these things have just angered people it's you know and and i think that the idea that the president um who continues to talk about portland who talks about quelling protests in portland we've done a great job in portland portland was totally out of control and uh, they went in and i guess we have many people right now in jail and we very much quelled it and if it starts again we'll quell it again very easily people here are mad they're just really mad they
2: want Uh, Federal law enforcement to leave. I think another seminal moment that perhaps led to a lot more people outside of Portland and Oregon noticing that this was happening was this video that circulated all over the world last week of a protester sort of being dragged into an unmarked vehicle by what looked like military personnel who refused to identify themselves. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah.
0: What are you doing? Use your words. What are you doing? Use your words. What are you doing? I haven't done anything. Use your words. What is going on? We need to know. Who are you? are you taking? NLG will get you out. What's your name? Tell us your name. What's your name? Okay, you're fine. We'll get you out. Bro, we got you, friend. We got you.
1: I mean that video was extraordinary and actually we we broke a story about this guy named Mark Pettibone. It wasn't him in that video, but something like that happened to him. Basically, he had attended a protest, and after the protest, he was leaving.
2: A van pulls up right in front of us, and I am uh, basically tossed into the van, and uh, I had my beanie pulled over my face, so I couldn't see.
1: He didn't know where he was going, but it was the federal courthouse.
2: They patted me down and took my picture and uh, rummaged through my, my belongings. One of them said, uh, this is a whole lot of nothing. You know, he was, seemed disappointed that I didn't have uh, any weapons or anything on me.
1: Eventually, he was given his Miranda rights, read his Miranda rights. He was asked if he wanted to waive his rights and um, uh, answer some questions. And he said he didn't. And, you know, the federal law enforcement officers said, hey, uh, this interview's over. They left him there for about another hour and a half uh, before he was released. And when we arrest somebody in this country, we have to have probable cause. And there's a lot of questions about, did that happen here? I mean, was this an event where there was probable cause? And it's, it, it really disturbs so many people.
2: I think what seems particularly haunting to people is that this doesn't look like something that requires federal law enforcement or, or military personnel. This looks like a local thing that local law enforcement, especially as militarized as they are these days, could handle. So
1: uh, Ken Cuccinelli, uh, he's the acting deputy secretary at the the Department of Homeland Security. He told NPR last week that I fully expect that as long as people continue to be violent and to destroy property, that that, uh, we will attempt to identify those folks. Um, We will pick them up in front of the courthouse. If we spot them elsewhere, we will pick them up elsewhere. This doesn't look like America. This looks like another country. And when I talk to like federal law enforcement officials, you know, they say things like, I don't know why they have to wear camouflage. You know, I don't know why they're using unmarked vehicles. Like, there's a way you can look like a military force that's trying to intimidate people. And there's a way you can look like uh, law enforcement that is trying to investigate, you know, a possible crime. And uh, very much so, folks here feel like it is this kind of occupying force, uh, this sort of militarized force that is trying to intimidate
2: how are people and the protesters in Portland responding to this federal presence in their city? Now that there are these videos of of these strange sort of abductions that are occurring,
1: they're really mad. I think people that you know may have been open to the idea of having uh, federal law enforcement protect federal buildings are increasingly, uh, I think, radicalized against the role the federal government is playing here, and they're they're increasingly angry. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler has had an evolution on this. You know, he uh, initially, you know, was supportive of federal law enforcement being, protecting their building. Uh, He didn't say, you know, he said, I don't have an issue with that. The, The thing he said that made him angry though, was them kind of coming out of their building and starting to police the streets of Portland. The videos, the pictures, the experiences that we're all witnessing here in Portland should be shocking to all Americans. The words and actions from President Trump and the Department of Homeland Security have shown that this is an attack on our
2: democracy.
1: And I think, you know, even folks that, w- that saw a role for the federal government to play here are now saying, why are they here? A Multnomah County commissioner named Sharon Myron, um, you know, she's an ER doctor is just a kind of this warm, affable person. Uh, she got tear gassed.
0: It does feel like uh, this occupying force has come in. That is, uh, you know, in in any other world, in any other scenario, you'd be watching this t- on TV and thinking this is like a dictatorship, and they're coming in and and taking over.
1: It changes the way people think about the role law enforcement is playing here, and it makes you wonder. You know what are they really doing here? Uh, you know, is it about protecting buildings? It it increasingly starts to look um, like an occupation.
2: And now it feels like these these protests in Portland aren't about George Floyd anymore. It actually seems like they're about the response to the protests that were about George Floyd.
1: I say this with with a lot of humility, but I mean the the story we wrote about the vans. Uh, you know, basically federal officers picking people up uh, completely blew up. And prior to that, you know, it was sort of a smaller group of people um, that had been turning out to these protests. But that story comes out and the response was really huge. I mean, there were a lot, a lot more people that were out protesting, you know, even moms that were showing up and kind of dancing and, uh, you know, basically organizing, uh, you know, downtown. Stay clear. All here. Stay clear. Shooting a firework at a federal building, you know, or hitting a uh, a law enforcement officer with a hammer, which have happened, very much so. Like, you know, that's going to be seen as criminal activity. But when you have moms out there dancing in the street, I mean, I I think it really humanizes sort of a protest movement, and, and in, in a way, it's like almost giving it a new identity, and and really kind of creating a, a sense of like. This is what this is about, Portland. And federal government, what are you doing here? Explain yourself.
2: After the break, Oregon sues the federal government. I'm Sean Ramos for him. It's Today Explained. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started. Conrad, you mentioned that, you know, initially the mayor of Portland was on board with these federal troops coming in, that he felt that there was a need to protect federal property within the city. How has that thinking evolved over time? I mean, are there still people in elected positions in the city or the state who are saying we need these federal law enforcement members here protecting stuff? Or is this pretty much uniformly, like, get these people out at this point? We should
1: be careful how we talk about the mayor and that and his views towards federal law enforcement. Uh, what he saw was just, like, you have a federal building here. You should use your resources to protect that building, just like, you know, we're using local police to protect, you know, our buildings. But at this point, I, I think everybody is— Wanting the federal government to really de-escalate the situation. They want kind of this enhanced federal law enforcement presence to go.
2: How is the city or the state making that desire known or, or making it official?
1: So the Oregon Department of Justice filed a lawsuit late Friday night. The lawsuit is uh, claiming that there have been civil rights violations pertaining to people being picked up. I mean, this idea that the unmarked vehicles are coming and grabbing protesters and that that, you know, the Department of Homeland Security says this activity will continue. They laid that out in a lawsuit. And they're also uh, pursuing, with kind of state prosecutors, they're pursuing a criminal investigation uh, into the Jonathan Labella incident, the, the guy who was hit in the head with the crowd control device by a U.S. marshal. They're looking to see if there is a criminal case to be brought Against uh, federal law enforcement there, so those are two pretty huge things that the state did late Friday night.
2: And what exactly are they are they suing over in this lawsuit? So yeah, the Oregon Department
1: of Justice's lawsuit uh, against the federal government alleges that the federal government's actions have violated Portlanders' free speech, uh, their due process rights, um, and also resulted in in unlawful seizures and. They say that they're creating a a public nuisance. In a pretty powerful statement, Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum said that the tactics must stop. You know, they not only make it impossible for people to assert their First Amendment rights uh, to protest peacefully, but she says that the federal government's creating a more volatile situation uh, on the streets of Portland.
2: Is this the only lawsuit over this sort of federal law enforcement presence in, in Portland? So the ACLU has also filed a lawsuit,
1: the ACLU of Oregon, with the idea of trying to protect journalists and legal observers from basically being you know, tear gassed during the protests. A federal judge basically said that the ACLU can expand in its lawsuit, the Department of Homeland Security, other parts of the federal government. And so it's a separate lawsuit, but it was filed to sort of protect legal observers, folks out there that are trying to document what's happening. And that also includes journalists. And there's a lot of journalists on the ground. And a lot of them are freelance journalists that are kind of out there filming the incidents every night and, and you know, providing just another way of documenting what's happening.
2: I think when a lot of people watch these videos, their first reaction is like, who are these federal law enforcement officers? And the second reaction is, can they even do that? Is this legal? Do we know or is this lawsuit going to resolve that question.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the President of the United States and the Department of Homeland Security, they have a lot of power. I mean, it's the federal government. But the question is is what's happening here actually legal? I tend to think that the Oregon Department of Justice, uh, Ellen Rosenblum, they're doing more than just making a statement by filing the lawsuit, saying the federal government wants to leave. I mean, they think that there are legal grounds here where the federal government, uh, the Trump administration, the Department of Homeland Security have have overstepped. And so that's what this lawsuit is, you know, going to answer for us in a way.
2: I know this is all happening pretty quickly, and we're talking, what, noon Monday. Has the federal government or even President Trump responded in any way at this point? Do you know? So yesterday, Trump
1: responded on Twitter like he does. And he said, we're trying to help Portland not hurt it. The leadership has for months lost control of the anarchists and the agitators. He said that we must protect federal property and our people these are, you know, not merely protesters. Uh, these are, quote, the real deal, whatever that means.
2: It just feels like there must have been a better way here, a better way to protect buildings, protect, you know, a federal courthouse, while also facilitating peaceful protests.
1: I think it's reasonable to think that the federal government is going to, just like a, you know, any government, is going to protect buildings. I mean, those are funded by taxpayers. I think that... The actions on the 4th of July were an escalation on the part of the federal government. Shooting a protester in the head with a crowd control device, like, that really escalated the situation. Um, Picking people up in unmarked vehicles wearing military fatigues, that escalates the situation. And so um, I think that there's probably a better way to go about it than some of the things the federal government has, has done up until now.
2: Conrad Wilson is a reporter covering legal affairs and criminal justice at Oregon Public Broadcasting. You can find and support his work at opb.org. We lost a great American over the weekend. Congressman John Lewis died of pancreatic cancer at 80 years of age. We thought about making an episode about his extraordinary life and leadership in the civil rights movement here in the United States, but ultimately decided this was the episode he would have wanted us to
0: make today. You know, I got got arrested a few times during the 60s. Forty times. And since I've been in Congress, another five times. And I'm probably going to get arrested again for something. But my philosophy is very simple. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, say something, do something, get in trouble.